Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 365, iHeartRadio. We have one of the nicest coming out of the West Coast, LA. Goes by the name of Airplane James. Just got his brand new album out, Still Hurts, available on all platforms. Airplane James, what's going on, man? How's your night going? Man, it's going, it's going. I'm feeling good, man, getting ready. Actually, Electra should be on right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They play in Brooklyn tonight, so I'm getting ready for that. I haven't turned it on yet, but I was getting ready for you. Yeah, I, I hope they do. I hope you go out there and beat Brooklyn because I'm a Knicks fan and I hate the Nets and <laughs> shove it right down their throat. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to get over that Celtic loss, man. We need a dub. Yeah, no, you do, and you know, you can see, you know, the Lakers. They're going to be in the mix this year, I think. You know, to give us some time. You know, you got LeBron James, so anything's possible. Anything's possible with LB. You know. Yeah, the king. So, uh, who's your football team? Before we get right into the album and everything, your career. Who's your football mm-hmm. team? Because LA really didn't have that official home football team, you know, because the Rams came from St. Louis, you know, the Chargers came from San Diego. You got the Niners out there in California, it ain't LA. But who's your, what team are you rocking with? I'm a Charger fan. You're a Charger fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you said they moved from San Diego, I was like, uh. but you know, LT, LT did it for me when I was a kid. Uh, Ladamian Thomas. The, the the colors, I just stayed on, man. I've been rocking ever since. Yeah, no, I, I could tell it was a tough loss this year, but you'll be back. You'll be back next year. You got Herbert under center, so you'll you'll be fine with him. Herbert ain't no ain't no joke. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Yeah. 75 degrees in Venice. Yes. That, that song is tough. You know, you you've been showcasing your lyrical ability for a net for a while now. When we look at the MCs in the game, you know, who who's someone that you think you really compare yourself to as far as the, the lyrical stature. It can even be icons because I know you love Lil Wayne. You've been a Lil Wayne fan. He's really what got you into this game when looking mm-hmm. at the orange bandana back in the day. Who, yes. Who's someone that lyrical, who has that lyrical firepower that you could, you want to be toe to toe with when we're looking back on things? Wayne for sure. Um, J. Cole. Mm. J. Cole is one of my favorites. Um, Kendrick, obviously. Um, and Drake, you know what I'm saying? When timestamp records, man, is like he is like the flow gets godly, you know what I'm saying? So that's somebody I really pay attention to. Yeah, no, you could tell that just by listening to music, you know, for years now, low key hurt, it still hurts. So, how, how do you plan on not feeling hurt anymore eventually? <laughs> man, motherfuckers gotta stop having me fucked up. <laughs> talk about and then i'll maybe i'll get over it eventually no but it's good that you've been expressing you know how you feel in your music and you've spoken about in the past that people don't want to really showcase that they're in their feelings or going through emotions why do you think it's so difficult for hip-hop artists to do that because when you look at the r&b side of things there's no problem there and you're someone that's actually sampled some r&b artists and in particular on this album tyrese sweet lady yes um i think that you know hip-hop has that you know ego macho macho man you know and they don't want to they don't they think they look at that shit as like a chink in their armor you know mm-hmm. i always from the get-go like even wayne you know what i'm saying like when he came out even hustler music that's one of the first songs and you like the hook is baby you gotta know that i'm just out here like that right there was like damn he's middle he's, finger to the judge if the money don't move you feel me so yeah. um and then when drake came out obviously when drake came out and he was talking about his feelings. I'm like, man, I don't know if it's the Pisces energy with me, but I'm like, I'm definitely gonna be one of the niggas to get it off. Yeah. I'm gonna feelings. Period. Drop seven classics. You know, you even mentioned it uh, on the newest album. 
what is a yeah. classic in your opinion in this day and age with the digital age? Because when I look at classic albums, I, I say it this way. When we look at it from the R&B perspective, I think the last classic to drop was Blonde by Frank Ocean. Then we look at classic hip hop albums. The last classic hip hop album, in my opinion, was To Pimp a Butterfly. What is your definition of a classic album in this day and age with the tech and just how everything is taken over from the social media standpoint? That's a good question. Um, I think that shit is like so opinionated, you know, but yeah. um, to me, it's something that in this day and age, you can listen to front and back, no skips, and it's going to stand the test of time, you know? Whether you pick it up today, pick it up a year from now, pick it up two years from now, it's going to give you that same feeling. Because a lot of shit is not giving you that. You know, you put it down two weeks after it come out, you probably won't play it again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with like replay value for sure. That's nice. what makes it. And then, you know, storyline, you know, how sequence, how it's put together. I would go with that. I agree. You could tell, especially everything you've created in chronological order, especially with who the F is Airplane James. Do you feel as though now that people know who Airplane James is? Are you finally here? Because you're really getting the buzz. For sure. Um, Man, that started, you know, just off of not taking myself too serious. Like um, this guy, uh, Deshaun, L.A., I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but, you know, he really cares about the music scene in L.A. And he came out with this uh, report card. Oh my God, like that caused so much havoc in the streets of Los Angeles. Um, but he had gave me a great grade, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, I take my grade, you know, but a lot of people are like, man, who the fuck is that guy? And why they have the same grade as Vince Staples or higher, you know, like who, who is, you know? So it was, the timeline was going crazy. So I decided, you know what? Let me put a collection of records together, call that shit, what the F2 and the rest is history. And now he he dropped another, he dropped another report card this year. That was last year. Not one single person was like, who was airplane James? So <laughs> that alone is like, okay, I know for sure I'm making progress. The growth is there, especially when you, and when it's funny, just learning about your history, because we share something in common. I'm afraid of flights. So the fact that your name is airplane James and one of your fears is flights. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, right? What is, Name don't come from like an airplane, you know, it's really like an ode to my grandma. It's something she used to call me because she told me I was very hard headed. But I'm getting over that flight fear, man. I got a couple flights. I'm supposed to be going to Atlanta and I'm going to the East Coast for the first time. I'm supposed to be going to New York in a couple wow. of months. Oh, yes, that's local here. Yeah, so we'll yeah. see. Over, I'm getting, I, I flew to Vegas for my birthday. It's oh, only wow. 30 minutes, but I, I, I didn't have any fear. Did, did you stay awake during the flight? Because I know you're the type that gets on the plane. You have to be asleep the whole time. Exactly. So, I mean, it's only 30 minutes. So I stayed up the whole time. I'm like, yeah. now, if that's a four or five hour flight, maybe maybe it'd be different. Maybe I'd stay up all night. But I got some sleep and I, I caught the plane and I stayed up the whole time. Probably because my girl was with me. Maybe that made a difference. But I wasn't scared. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, we could really look at this, your path in life, just starting from your grandma, because I heard that she was the one who wanted you to go to church and got you into the choir, but you didn't do much singing in the choir. You were kind of just there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just there. It's crazy because that's the only lick of music that I was able to 
get, you know, like growing up in that household, my grandma wasn't a super musical person. She never played music. She just, you know, watched her oldies, like, I mean, watched her like Western movies and shit like that. So I had to go and grab music on my own. So the church was my first, like my first introduction into it, but I knew I wanted to do something else, but it was a dope experience being in there. But as a kid, I'm gonna be real. Don't nobody want to be in church. Especially, <laughs> I don't want to be in there. It's the sound bunch of blah 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 boring and just nonsense and just you know put that donation in the collection plate You're, you'll go to heaven <laughs> I, only, I only cared about the donuts you know what i'm saying after yeah. sunday <laughs> it's over i'm like man i need to go get my glazed donut after for sure uh it, it's the celebration afterwards and then that's what makes you know church all good but you know it, you speak about it because when we look at albums like speaker box that was your introduction with outcast the Carter Two, the Carter Three, and Beg for Mercy with G Unit. Those were the albums that were your gateway into the game. Right. You know what, man? I, that those times I always try to recap. That's why I'm heavily, heavily into sampling and shit like that because I still remember those those feelings. Like when I heard that, like Speaker Box was my first album actually that I bought with my own money. Do you still yeah. have that copy? Actually, I don't. I don't, I don't know what happened to that, but that, that, that album is near and dear to me for sure. You look back now, especially when we look early on in your career, when you look back at the MP3 player that your brother got you and your freestyling fresh as a mom is, which is little bow wow. Oh, there you got your daughter here. Yeah. She wants to be here. <laughs> when we look at fresh as I am, I'm is because you freestyled over that little bow wow. Did it start really clicking later in your career? that this was eventually what you were going to do? You know what? I, from that point on, don't play my brother, okay? Um, from that from that uh, point, I knew I wanted to take it serious, though. Like, mm. it was later on thing that it clicked. I was taking it serious then. I just didn't know. I just didn't have the resources. I didn't know anybody in the industry, but I was dead ass serious when I put that <laughs> MP3 to that speaker and was freestyling. You know, I was like, I just, I didn't know how to get it out there. But from that point on, I was like plotting and formulating like how to get out there. And then when MySpace came out, I believe, shit, I thought I was going to blow off that. You know what I'm saying? You put your own music and shit. I'm like, okay, here we go. Didn't happen then. Then, you know, nothing happened for me until I met Diamond, you know? I came yeah. to Diamond. And we know the story behind that is that you were friends with the person who was friends with the brother of the CEO of the label and you eventually got in there. <laughs> And, and, and finessed your way basically into working with problem. And he told uh -huh. you to get on the hook one night. So <laughs> was there something that you think that problem saw in you just from a characteristic standpoint, or just heard some of the music that you had previously or something that, because if you're a whack artist, yeah. someone like problem, isn't going to be like, get on that track and do the hook. Do you think there was something that he saw beforehand that he just felt as though you should get on there and make that hook because you threw the, you snuck the verse in. Man, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that, you know, probably at the time. Hold on, bro. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Tell brother to come here. I'm handling that shit, trying to. <laughs> no, take your time, man. Take your time. Uh, but look, so to be honest, I think it, he just liked the person. He liked me, you know, like he had been through so much shit in his career. Can you turn uh, TV on for her, please? Thank you. Um, he been through so much in his career. He just was looking for solid individuals, you know? And um, 
I was around, like, I think he went through two albums while I was around, you know, never asked once, but he, he just fucked with the company. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm showing up every day. I'm not asking to get on records. I'm not, you know, I'm just He's showing there. face. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just there. Um, and then one night, um, the opportunity presented itself, you know, you know, liquor was involved, but you know, <laughs> um, but I swear it was like from that point on, not that he never took me serious musically, but from that point on, he, um, it's like he became a fan. And from that, like, shortly after that, I got on a record by Knife Wonder. And I was, that, that that's- Pop off. Like, bruh, like, they, they don't understand, like, who, first of all, I was nobody at the time. And I got to grace Knife Wonder's beat. And you used to rap on his beats. So that's a form of manifestation of itself. Bruh, I used to get on YouTube and just type in his instrumentals and put them shits out. They probably still floating on SoundCloud somewhere. <laughs> for sure. Legendary. Have you made remain in contact and for form as any relationship goes with Knife Wonder about cooking up in the future? Um, he told me he was a fan, and you know, but time just hasn't permitted it yet. You know, I always reach out like when I start a new project, but I'd be so locked in with my producers and creating something fresh and new, like. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Currency too. I know he reached out to you. He just said dope. And then you reached out right. to him. Has he responded still? Fuck no. Oh man. So man. Currency. Was, but you know what? He actually, I'm lying. Let me walk that back. So um, I got a guy, man, named Five. That's like one of his best, best friends. And he was DMing him about me or whatever. And then once he DMed him, he was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do some shit with him. Or whatever, but you know, I don't know. You know how that rap shit goes sometimes. Yeah. You send the record, it don't get done, but I don't take it. I don't take it personal. Niggas be having a gang of shit going. They be having a lot of shit they gotta do. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. It's gonna. You you see everything coming to fruition already. You know, someone that you want to yeah. work with is Pharrell. Sir's another artist out there. DJ Quick. Mm -hmm. That's legendary LA stuff. I worked you. with DJ Quick. Yeah, you had you were in the studio with him. Yeah, but like. Recently, I really, I actually got some production. Wow, recently. that's, that's legend. Like, you're the first person I told that to. Wow, no, that, I appreciate that's exclusive because I'm a huge DJ Quick guy with Don't Make Dollars, Don't Make Sense, Tonight. Too fire, man. Yeah. And he just doesn't work with everybody. So it's like, that's like a pat on my back too. Like, he's legendary. What, what were the words in him describing what stood out to him about your artistry was there any words that he said to you that was like man i got these words from oh, this co-sign from a legend in the game no nah, it wasn't really much words it was a beat pack you know wow he just <laughs> that, gave you the beats and just do your thing that's that's words of confirmation right there yeah. you know not everybody can say they got a dj quick beat pack you know no no that's legendary you know when we really look at it because you've been really progressing this far and problem all the way because he was teaching you the beat structures now what was the 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 most difficult thing to overcome in how to get your structure down? I don't know, man, because it was, you know, it's crazy because you look at the game now, take a song like Poland, Lil Yachty, mm. with a hook yeah. and a half a verse and the song's over. So maybe I was on to something back then, you know, like, but I, I, I just was doing what felt good to me. And then at the time, I was getting beats from niggas I didn't know and however they struck. I didn't know about 
like restructuring songs, making the hook come sooner. I just did the songs according to the beat. Like the beat feels like it drops right here. I'm going to do the hook right here. So however long it takes to get to that hook, 32 bars, <laughs> 40 <laughs> bars. <laughs> and I was probably like, what the hell is this, man? Don't nobody want to hear you rapping all that shit. So he would just, he first couple of tapes, he broke up the lyrics and put hooks where they were supposed to be. He damn near like produced the albums. <laughs> crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But it, this is keeping the West Coast tradition because when we look at the game, 200 bars, 92 bars. He just goes and goes and goes without the hooks. No, game is crazy. <laughs> they got to put some respect on game's name, bro. Game's a legend. I know with Dramatic, the whole black slim shady thing people were clowning for it with the disc but game is a legend record, bro i didn't listen to that record but game is one of you know what i'm saying when he's just rapping he's he's hard to beat you know what i'm saying he's definitely top five yeah oh absolutely and have you had an encounter with game at all man the only encounter i ever had <laughs> i was backstage this was before no nah, I, I was rapping but i wasn't like where i'm at today um, I don't know. It was like I was in Fresno or something. Mm. He was in the back. Uh, it was a gang of niggas back there. I don't smoke. I never smoke. Mm. So standing there, and I was like, kind of like a little like starstruck or whatever. I I ain't have shit to talk about. I really didn't, you know. He passed me the he passed me the blind. I'm like, I don't smoke, bro. He like, oh okay for sure, homie. And then he passed it the other way. And I just that was the only interaction I ever had with game. <laughs> He don't even know who the fuck I was. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows now. Even if it's on the down low, he knows. The, the, oh, yeah. It's ringing. It's ringing out there. But you know what was amazing to hear in me researching you was your encounter with Nipsey because you were driving down Slauson. You told you said, what up, Nip? And he just gave you the end fingers. Boom. Chunked it up. You Crazy. And that's, and that's, that was Nip. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't know who that was, but you know what I'm saying? In LA, that's like, you know, he just chunked up his gang type shit. But you know, it was it it wasn't, I didn't take it as disrespect. He just was like, you know, what's up with it? And I'm like, man, that's the most, that's the most nipsiest shit you could get. You know what I'm saying? That's some LA shit, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. What was what did you admire most about Nipsey? Was it the charity, the, the him giving back to his community? Was it his process and approaching, you know, this is not a race, it's a marathon, him trying to figure out how to get people to buy into paying $100 for his mixtape? What was it that you admired most? What characteristic about Nipsey most that inspired you throughout your career even? Man, just a stand-up individual, and he was literally a how-to manual on how to navigate this shit and do it your way you know like we really watched him especially from the city in real time go from block legend to music legend you know yeah and and for anybody out there that may have had some doubts or may have had some quit in them you know you look at a guy like nipsey and it's like how could i how could i you know what i'm saying all the obstacles and shit that he faced yeah He's definitely one of the best to ever do it, and it's a shame because it, it he could have been so much bigger, especially because, you know, when with Def, you know, with Biggie Smalls, he says you're nobody till somebody kills you. Nipsey was somebody, but on the global stage, it feels as though he was only getting known, and it just blew up after his death, and it's unfortunate. Unfortunate, and I feel like in the grand scheme of things, he was just getting started. You know, yeah. we 
I'm saying we was fans since day one, but he was doing he was on the start of something phenomenal. That yeah. album passed away was Victory Lap. You know, Victory Lap was classic. Yeah. He's gonna follow right back up. He had a single racks in the middle that was gonna be on the next shit. It all's together, so people don't really remember remember. But I think he got the Grammy for racks in the middle. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't on Victory Lap. So I was I was, that bothers me, you know, obviously. But it bothers me to see like, man, that's I just don't understand, you know. And he was like robbed. Cause I wanted to see where he was gonna go musically after, you know, victory lap. And maybe we'll hear, maybe we won't, you know, but that's just something I always think about. Yeah. And I feel the same way coming from the East Coast because Chinks, when Chinks died in New York and Queens, because he a lot was of people- and that on uh on Twitter, like when Nip passed, I'm like, man, this is what this is what New York experienced when Shanks passed away. Yeah, because he was like that one out there for us, you know. And we lost Shanks, and then we lose Nipsey. It's like, and they made songs together, so it's just it's right. crazy how everything just integrates from there. Mm. But mm-hmm. Nipsey meant so much to you that you gave his middle name to your daughter. Yeah, you just saw her. Probably yeah, like five minutes ago. Yeah, Marley Ermius Hayden. You know, it happened um, a couple of days before she was born. It was the 31st, and she was born on the 5th. So, you know, you've been in a hospital, I'm in a hospital, and this is new life, you know, with, with my woman. You know, that's that should all, that should be on your mind, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was hard to experience a beautiful moment, like bringing new life into the world, because I was so distraught, so messed up by the nip situation. Yeah. No, That's crazy. It, it is crazy. And just, you know, your, your whole story, when we relate back to the lyrics, you know, Ray Allen with the shot in Miami, you know, we can relate back to that lyric that you have. And that's just how you view the industry, making it in one shot. You know, then when you, when you open up the album, fake it, fake AF interlude, mm-hmm. what is your perspective on the industry being a real individual? Cause you're someone that really is rooted in being yourself and you, and you came from humble beginnings and just hearing yeah. how you were starting out at universal studios and you're working the nine yeah. to fives at whole foods, you know, uh-huh. I, I've been there. So tell me, you know, how do you view this whole perspective of you know, definition of making it and maintaining longevity in this career? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I just try to keep that shovel in the dirt, man. That's mm. my, because it's, it's like, man, this industry is not real, you know, and like if this, if this was street shit, like, a couple of people would have been caught phase. A couple of people would have been, you know what I'm saying? But you can't do that here, you know, because somebody's going to feel this way or somebody's going to. So I just keep my shovel in the dirt and keep digging, keep digging, keep working and focusing on me. And hopefully I look up one day and there's a gang of tr- trophies to show for it. But I try not to even dive into the industry. I just try to keep my circle around me and keep saying it's possible. We can see okay. that you're doing that. And when we talk about those trophies, you want as many as the Lakers. Yes, baby. Yes. I'm doing my interview. I'll talk to you after, okay? What'd you say? Sorry, bro. Oh, no, trust me. It's all good. When we talk about those trophies, you want as many as the Lakers. Yes, for sure. I mean, that, that's Ring City when we talk about basketball. And, and speaking about Universal Studios, you know, because in me learning about you being able to act in your music videos direct even for some of them 
Does yeah. that click for you and resonate you as well? And you want to take that further? Do you have an interest in diving deeper in the acting or even directing? Because, you know, I, that, that connection with Universal Studios is crazy how everything just. Right. Um, hell yeah, man. Like, I, I eventually, like, one, I'm not going to be rapping forever. That's one. You know, like, I eventually want to venture off and, and, and do movies shit. I want to be able to be the one directing the movies. You know what mm. I'm saying? I'll get in them too, but you know. I'm I'm writing short stories. I'm looking at other artists coming up in the city and trying to like put them through my lens and see what that does. Like, yeah, I have I have big, big, big imagination and dreams like beyond music. And I'm definitely gonna go for them too, for sure. Like I've developed a relationship with Calmatic and you know, hopefully something transpires from that. Like, you know, throw me in one of them Netflix specials or you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we, Open. He's he's dope. You know, his pops is from the east side like me. So we'll see what happens. What type of movie would you want to act in, or it could be a TV show? And what would you want to create? Because sometimes when you're an actor, you may have a different vision from the director. So I wanted to get your director standpoint, acting standpoint. What would you want to take part in? Man, if I was to do some acting shit, I would want it to do. I would want it to. I I don't know what it would be, but I know I wouldn't want to do some typical hood shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cast me as a crip. Do not cast me as a blood. I don't want to do no typical hood shit, man. Let me be James Bond or some shit. You James know? Bond, yeah. <laughs> Take me away. This shit easy. I I've lived this. You know what I'm saying? I want to do some shit. Some far, far, far like comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like I love that movie, uh, Fun with Dick and Jane. Okay, yeah. Cast me in some shit like that. <laughs> I don't want to do no hood movies at all. I direct some shit. I ain't gonna lie. I would direct. I would direct a movie like about my life because I feel like that shit. People need to see that. Mm. Birthed from start to birth to now, that would be a dope story. It would be. You just just seeing how everything evolved and you getting to where you're at now because you're someone when you were younger you would even look at it man, I, I'm, I know I'm special and I got this gift of writing and, you know, this person's blowing up, but I'm not. And you had to realize that, you know, that's their time. But, you know, when, when's my time coming? Do you feel as though that your time is here now? Or are we still waiting for your time to come? Um, It's hard for me to say, you know, because mm. I am doing stuff like, you know, that I always dreamed of on the radio, doing tours and shit like that. But I haven't sat down and been like, damn, have I arrived? You know, like, I think that I still got, I think that's what keeps me hungry, you know? Like, not sitting back and being like, damn, I arrived, you know? It's still other shit I want to do that I haven't done, you know? I haven't been in New York yet, you know? I haven't <laughs> went up there and talked this way. I haven't freestyled for Funk Flex, you know? Yeah. I haven't, you know, I'm not on the, I'm not having been nominated for anything yet. I haven't made the chart, so I just still, there's still more to do. Yeah, but no, it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I am a long way from where I started, you know, and that's progress. So, yeah, you but, could tell that, especially being from the from the east side. You know, you speak about all the time Easties. You know, they got a bad reputation. Do you feel so? Because you know, you got G Perico out there. You do have other artists that are making it from the east side. But do you feel so that played a factor, and you know, artists breaking through the LA scene because of the reputation of the east side? Do you feel so that has played a factor at all? Um. Maybe, yeah, to some degree, for sure. You know, like, the East Side is just not... <laughs> people don't be on the fuck with the East like that, you know? 
is just get a bad rep for people in general. But that's why when I came out and even like some of the artists prior, like they weren't really, and no disrespect, but it just, they weren't really, I'm from the East side. It's, it was just like, I'm from LA, you know what I'm saying? You find out, you find out. But when I came through the door, I, I wanted to put a fucking emphasis and a stamp on that. to just change the narrative. Like, you know, it's niggas over here that stand on principle and morals. It's niggas over here that's fly. It's niggas over here that do what everybody else does probably better. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I wanted to bring something up that's important tonight because we know the, the police corruption all across the, the country in L.A., you know, they're, they're racist. We know what goes on. But what are your thoughts on just what recently happened here in Memphis, man? Because I, I wanted to bring that up because this is the first time that I'm publicly really addressing it. And all cops are bad. I do not back the blue. Never will. But what are your what are your thoughts on just what has transpired? Because it's such an important issue. Um. Man, I think that um, it's very unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Um, I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing, you know, it's just giving PTSD. Um, but it's just, man, I, something has to happen, you know what I'm saying? For, for that to keep on happening again and again and again and again, it's just so upsetting, you know what I'm saying? And they're asking that man to put his hands, put his hands behind his back, uh, simultaneously spraying him with pepper spray. Now, the homie been pepper sprayed before. I've been pepper sprayed before. You, the, oh, this is what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is the first thing you do. So it's like, I don't know. They could have handled that situation better and they need to be prosecuted to the furthest extent. You know what I'm saying? And thrown under the jail and make an example out of them that, bro, this shit just can't keep happening. Yeah, no. And, and what's so shocking because when we do look at it, you know, we always expect it to be white cops. And and then it just resonates back to Ice Cube's lyric, black cop showing out for the white cop. It's just, it's just disgraceful. It's the whole police system. It, it's all, you can't trust any of them. Yeah, it's like, man, I don't know where to start with that shit. Like, you know, like, what can we do about it? Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I know I'm tired of seeing that shit, though. Yeah. You know, it's trauma, trauma after trauma. I'm like, damn, it's like, I don't know if you peep, like, that was like the, the videos, like, they were like rolling that shit out like an album. Like, I was like, yeah. And, and just like the, the one that really was just unbelievable when they were holding them up, letting every, every officer take a turn at punching and then kicking them on the ground, you know, and, and I'm so sick of the double narrative in, in this world that we live in now that, you know, and it, and it's, it comes from white people when we look at it. I'm going to say it is what it is. And when you look at Twitter and they say, oh, well, he was resisting. He ran away. Well, he ran away because he was in fear of his life. Stop making excuses and loving the police. Yeah. I'm so I'm tired of the cop love. I'm sick of it. You know, call me whatever you want. I'll never back the blue. They can stick it with that message. Okay. <laughs> they could stick it <laughs> like for real. <laughs> Dude, something's got to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a damn shame. You know, you get pulled over. You're like, damn, am I going to make it home tonight? It's yeah. terrible. No, and just every video. I mean, how many more videos do, do we need, you know, just to, that's going to make people's minds sway, you know, it gross, <laughs> horrible. But I want to get back to still hurts. I just want to address that, you know, and, you know, it's important issues still hurts. What's on the way with this? Cause you mentioned you're coming to New York. Is this with the tour that you're going to be putting together for the still hurts? Um, I think I'm gonna do some media out there, you know, okay, I'm gonna go yeah. 
Hey, come do some shit out there. But yeah, I am putting the tour together. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned for that. We still working on details and cities and shit like that. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. You already know. Airplane James, anything else you want to let the audience know that we didn't cover here tonight? I appreciate that DJ Quick exclusive, but is there anything else that you want to uh, let, let your fans know? Still heard out now. Still heard out now. That's all I want y'all to do. I want you to go play that. Play it for your friends. Stream it. Share it. All that. Buy the merch. The merch is out now. And y'all going to see a lot more from me this year, man. I got another project in the works right now. It's already done. It's in, it's in the mixing and mastering phase, so I do just want to say this. Loki hurt, still hurt. It was a trilogy. So we got third. We got one more project in the cut. One more very hurt. Very soon. One more hurt. And then and, and that'll be the end of your the trilogy for that. And then just on the eighth classic, too, because you, you mentioned you got seven. Now you have eight on the way, right? Feel me? That's my one of my favorite numbers. Rest eight. in peace, Kobe. Kobe. Exactly. The Mamba. Yeah, he's. The great, the greatest to ever do it, you know, from the aspect of the mentality and his accomplishments off the court. I get that Jordan, you know, he's got the rings, the championships, but, you know, when we look at what Kobe meant off the court, you know, especially mm-hmm. winning an Oscar, there was, he was just getting started with his career. That's why I always think, you know, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, but to me, Kobe means more. Man, to me too, man. And yeah. it's crazy since he, like, retired, everybody just stopped giving him the love. Like, yeah. <laughs> Never seen no, I mean, no shit like that. Like, soon as started taking him off the list, he's not top ten. I'm like, y'all crazy, man. Kobe's the goat. Yeah, no, he is. He he's like one of the only players, if not the only one, I think, to only have two numbers retired. Is that right? Eight and twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Crazy Scored points, like, bro. Kobe's a legend, man. Just and how relentless he was. I got this book called Relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, by the dude who trained Kobe. I'm only at one chapter in, and it's just like, Kobe's crazy, dude. Yeah, he's un- <laughs> unstoppable. He, Bruh. Did you ever see, like, Gary Beatty, like, talking about how Kobe tried to pull his Achilles tendon back down? Yeah, I did hear about that. <laughs> what? I don't know what that pain is like. Uh, maybe I should have an athlete, but you would think you would want to go get help. You're like... Pulling it, trying to pull it down and continue to play. He's a warrior for sure, especially, you know, serves a motivation for everyone out there. And we all have that Mamba mentality in some sort right. of way, you know, just the impact that he had on the game and in the culture, you know, all around the world. Airplane James, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I got still hurts in the rotation. Thank you for your time. I appreciate everything that you're doing out there for hip hop, man. man. Keep doing you. Having me, bro. You already know, man. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all that. We want to plug you in so they follow you on the socials, too. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, AirplaneJames354. I'm on Twitter, Airplane354. I don't got nothing else. Every other app is the devil, and it can get you caught up. I'm a faithful man. You already That's- know. Take care, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. I look forward to everything you got on the way, man. Peace out. Appreciate you, dog. Peace you out. You already know, man. Peace out, man.